Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Amen. I'm so excited about today, part two of the activated word-activated kingdom that we are part of. How many of you were here in the first service uh, last week? Okay, so there's some some repeats. And how many uh, of you were in both services today? Okay, quite a few. So I'm not going to repeat, but I do want to recap on on, um, just just a little bit and go from there. And this is such a powerful thing. And it dovetails beautifully into the morning service with, with, um, with Donna. Um, here's a quote from a very famous scientist. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. No, this is a preach. It's not a science lesson. But I absolutely love it, because when you see scientists like this, um, and they're coming up with awesome stuff, and you actually say, I've seen that before. Where have I seen that before? God said it first. God said it first. In the beginning, Genesis 1-3. God said, let there be light, and there was light. That was the beginning of this universe. This is the beginning of the person sitting next to you. That was the beginning. And the scientists can't work out how it all started, but why the heck don't they read the first few verses of this Bible? I don't know. I don't know, because I know why. Of course I know why. If they read it and believed it, they would have to acknowledge the God of this Bible. Then they would be in trouble because they can't go their own way. They have to go his way and they have to take the rest of the Bible as well. But they start with the Big Bang. Let me tell you, this is the Big Bang. Out of nothing, Hebrew says, everything that is visible, was made out of nothing by the Word of God. And He said, and it blasted into existence. Let there be light. Let there be earth. Let there be firmament. Let there be animals. Let there be plants. Let these things be. And it came out of His mouth. And that's why today I'm so interested in sound and vibration. And... It is such a powerful thing that every, everything that we can just touch the couch that, that you're on, that is made up of atoms. Those atoms are vibrating at a certain frequency, and it's giving the firmness that you can feel. It's different to another sofa, and it's a different color. Oh, what's happening? There's a frequency that is changed there. It'll give a different color. It all comes down to God's word that created this whole thing. Yo, 
that is just so powerful. That's why our words, God's word in our mouths, is so powerful. And I want to show you how powerful it was. Way back in Genesis in the beginning. Genesis 11. You know the story of the Tower of Babel? Now the whole earth had one language. So critical. One language. And it came to pass that as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, communication is absolutely vital to this kingdom that we're in. If we shut up, nothing happens. Come and make brick. Let's come and make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone. That's a great study in there. Brick for stone. And, but we're not going to go there now. And had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Good Lord! That's what he commanded them to do. Multiply and cover the earth with the holy seed. And they saying, we don't want to do that. We, don't, we want to do our own thing. Big problem for God. As we said, as we see now, then the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and that the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. The people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. And you know what happened? He confused their language. That is probably the most powerful scripture in the whole Bible. That there is nothing that they can't do because they are one mind and they say the same thing. Wow. Just think about that. You know even in your, in your family, if you're not saying the same thing, there is confusion and nothing gets done. If you're not saying the same thing about your kids, Richard, they play one against the other, there's confusion and nothing happens. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Richard. Bad example. Your beautiful children are here, so I mustn't say anything bad about you. But isn't that right? Now, I think we've forgotten this. But then what happened on the day of Pentecost? 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit came down in a mighty vibration of sound and a visual vibration of fire and it brought the whole earth by the Holy Spirit indwelling in them into oneness. One place, in one mind, in one accord and gave them one language. 
gave them one language. That is us. This scripture applies to us now. But he is living in us and we have a righteous end to it. Yes, multiply us. Yes, scatter us throughout the the nation. We are not building our tower. We are building your church. And what does... What did God say about them then? Nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. How powerful we are, people of God. Because nothing will be withheld from us. And more so because we are doing His bidding out of His Spirit. So what's holding you back? If God is for you, who can be against you. Who can be against you? Hallelujah. Now, since Adam, it's my personal belief, it's not in the Bible, it is my personal belief that the knowledge of science, technology, whatever, general knowledge, have been decreasing since that because of sin. And there's some evidence out there of the knowledge of God that was in man that was slowly depreciating. And I want to particularly point out things that are concerning vibrations and frequencies. Have you ever wondered how on earth, that's a person there, these are the pyramids, of Giza, how on earth did those blocks get up there? And the capstone probably would be built bigger than this building. How did it get up there? And modern day man has tried to work it out in all sorts of mechanisms. And I think our equipment today would have difficulty building that. Someone said, some people say, They had a technology that has been lost to us and it's to do with frequencies and it is to do with vibrations. The Al-Nazar rock formations in Saudi Arabia. Look at that cut in that rock. How on earth did that happen so perfectly, so straight, What was that used for? I don't know. Makes you think. The Puma Funka complex in Bolivia. You might not be able to see it very clearly. But the preciseness of that cross on the right-hand side, you can't get that by chipping it away with a chisel. Was that done by frequencies? Was it done by vibrations. It is said that the Tibetans, through horns and drums, levitate levitate massive rocks with the noise that comes out of those those, um, horns and from those drums. Oh, no, man. That's, That's far too much. That's far too much for me to understand. Go back. God created everything by vibration. What is it for a man 
And they were going to build a tower all the way to heaven. Now, I don't know who knows how far it is to the edge of the earth of the stratosphere. They, they could have gone there because God said they could. So nothing is impossible if we would get on the right side of God's plan. And I want to talk to you about an amazing guy called Royal, Royal Ralph. He died in 1971. And this man, he got into vibrations for health. In 1930, he invented a frequency ma machine, which you can see sort of on the right-hand side. And that machine, by applying frequency to people's uh, bodies, destroyed viruses and bacteria. And he did that by inventing a microscope. And there's, it's showing on the left-hand side. It magnifies things underneath there, bacteria and uh, viruses, 50,000 times using light that they've actually still don't know how, they, how he did that. He came under such persecution that his stuff was destroyed. A, a normal optical uh, microscope can um, multiply two and a half thousand. This is 50,000 times. And what he did is he looked at uh, bacteria and um, viruses, and he applied a frequency of sound to them, and he noticed that they, they, turn, they stain a color when he hits the exact frequency of that organism. So it goes blue or turquoise or red and all sorts of different colors. He knows, he says, that's the frequency of that. And then he applies a greater pulse of that frequency and destroys that microorganism. The wall, the cell of that, the wall of that cell explodes. Now that was documented in the 1930s. And in 1934, a number of eminent scientists took his frequency machine and 16 terminal ill patients and applied Rife's frequencies to them. They were terminal. They were going to die, guaranteed cancer and the worst possible diseases you can imagine. Every single one recovered. 14 of them in 30 days. The other two took another week. They were all healed by applying a frequency to the sickness that they, that they had. He was, he was so rejected and so vilified by the um, mainstream medical fraternity that he actually died a pauper and a bitter man because he was rejected. Why on earth, when there's a cure for cancer invented by this man in the 30s, how on earth did that die? How did he die? a pauper, and being rejected. Because the medical fraternity at that time and to today, their belief is that our bodies are firstly chemical, secondly, electricity or frequency, seconds. Now, we know from what we've already learned today that it's firstly frequency that make the chemicals. 
Now, because they believed that was the most important part, they, they invented chemicals to deal with the symptoms. They spent billions of dollars on chemicals. Then this upstart comes up with a frequency that is 100% effective. Their systems are 50 or less percent effective because it doesn't deal with the root cause of it. And so, and to this day, big pharma and big interests and big money are pushing chemicals instead of a system that God invented. And that has a lot to do with trusting God for our healing today. I beg you, don't go the chemical route first. If you have to, make sure that you've exhausted all other avenues, starting with God, our King. Now, you wouldn't know it. He doesn't talk much about it. But there is a man in our church who's got a modern version of that machine, Mike Patterson. His wife had cancer. He, he helped her with that. He's helping his whole family and many other people that come to him with his Rife machine. 55,000 frequencies that he can apply to people's bodies. And if you get into a conversation with him, it can get even spookier than just that. So sit down with a cup of coffee. Make sure you've got at least one hour. Otherwise, you're going to run out of time with Mike Madison. Not so. In, in, in Gillett, there is a, a wellness center run by Lee Murray. And she runs a Rife machine for diagnostics. I've been her, to her a number of times. I'm not promoting her business, but I, I want to say there is a modern version of this that was killed many, many years ago. And it operates by frequencies being put through your body to find what the resonance of that, of that is. And um, Hans, could you help me, please, with my, with my prompt? So there's a world out there that we vaguely understand, but we as Christians have got a shortcut. We don't have to be a medical officer. We don't have to be studying all of this thing. We can just study the Bible, and we've got a shortcut there. Thanks. Now, I want to, I just, we have mentioned this word a couple of times, resonance. I need to just explain it to you. Resonance. Uh, bear with me. Resonance describes the phenomenon of increased amplitude that occurs when a frequency is periodically applied to a force, at a force that is equal or close to the natural frequency of the system on which it acts. Ah, you lost me on the first word. Here's a picture. The amplitude is the strength of that signal. And if you apply the same frequency to the body you're applying to, it will get bigger. That's basically what it's saying. The amplitude increases when the same frequency is applied to a body. So now what I want to do is to... Whoops, going the wrong way. I want to use... I used it last time and I'll quickly use it again. I've got my... Grandson, it's still a twinkle in someone's eye. 
And this is actually Stephen. This is, why is it Stephen? Because my first son, Stephen, is going to have his first son, Stephen. Are you mad? Are you nuts? Yes. Yes, we all are nuts. Stephen the third, but you're not allowed to call him that. Anyway, this is Stephen. He gets in the swing and doting grandfather. He is, you know what this is? We swing the swing. Okay, this has a frequency. You can see that it doesn't matter how high it goes, the frequency is the same. Now, if I wanted to go higher in amplitude, I apply my force to it at the same frequency. So I apply and it gets higher and higher and the kid loves it. And then if I answer my cell phone and I forget the frequency, what happens? The amplitude goes down and I get a squealing child. Now, this is exactly, this is so important for, unto, for us to understand. Every body, everything has a base frequency. It is oscillating at a certain frequency. Every cell in your body, everything that you're sitting on, everything that you can see has a base frequency. Now, the Word of God is what we are instructed to speak. And let's have a look at the Scripture. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat it, will eat its fruits. It will eat its fruits. Life and death are in the power of this tongue. Words that we speak out have the power of, let me put it this way, life or death. And this death is confusion. When this is happening, it is life. I want to quickly look at um, in, in Deuteronomy. And there are so many promises here. And I can see I'm running out of time here. But I want to quickly go through this. God gave promises to Israel. And these promises are us for us out of these 14 verses without the other 40-odd verses of curses because he's taken our curse. Make that clear. So he said, Lord, the Lord has said to Israel and to us, Obey the voice of the Lord and observe carefully His commandments. Commandments are words that He's spoken over us, that He commands those, uh, this day. And all of these blessings shall come upon you. What is a blessing? Blessing in the Greek is you logos, a well word. Speaking well of. So, a blessing is not a thing. You might benefit from a thing, but a blessing is a good word spoken over you. All these blessings shall come upon you. These words shall work for you if you will obey the voice of the Lord. Blessed shall you be in your city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body, blessed shall you be in the basket um, and the kneading bowl, 
blessed shall you be as you go in and as you come out. The Lord will command the blessing on you. He will bless you as he has sworn, he will, if you will keep his commandments. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. The blessing upon us is a word of God that's come over us. We are called. That is something that is spoken. We are called as Christians. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. And you will be the head. If you will heed the commandments of the Lord, which I command you this day, and you are careful to observe them. We need to be careful to observe what he's saying here. So that you shall, you shall not turn aside. You'll not follow any other word. Because I've commanded the right word to you. Not to the right, not to the left. To other gods and serve them. There are so many things in this world that are distracting us. But what he's saying is. The word of God, he has spoken it over us. And it is, it has this frequency. Now, if we will say the same word over us, we will find there is an explosion of creation in us. Because the amplitude will great, greatly be increased. And that is, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You'll lend and not borrow. Are you saying that about yourself? Are you saying, I'm blessed? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of, my, of a sound mind. He's given me that mind. He, that's what He said about you. You are my beloved. Psalms is full of it. He has declared over you, I don't know how many there are, Millions of promises that are in this book. And if we will just say the same thing that he has said over all, he's already said it. And he said it from the beginning of the earth. He knew you. We know the scripture. It says, well, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's. I knew you even before that. I knew you before the foundation of the earth. And I had a purpose for you. I had a... Um, a way for you to walk. I want to bless you. Would you please agree with me? Just like in my family, I have to agree with my wife if I want anything to happen. God of the universe is saying, please agree with me. I've already put it for you. I don't know what, a, I don't know what the, my mission is in, in life. I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm a bit confused. No, just say what he said. Say what he said. And you will receive anything, anything that you want. And this is the New Testament promise of that. For assuredly, this cannot change. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, put your frequency on your tongue and say to this mountain, whatever that is, be removed and be cast into the sea. Get away from me. And does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Nothing will work for us unless we speak. God said it in the beginning. We have to say it. We have to say, get out of my life sickness. When you have that little tickle, don't say, eh, where's my pill? Where's my chemical? No. No, that's not what we're called to. We're called to get out of my body, you flying symptoms. I do not receive you. And I promise you, according to the word, that is the end of it. You don't have to phone in sick. Well, you shouldn't anyway. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever you ask, and I've preached here before about eateo and eroteo. Can't get into that now. Eateo is the Greek word for demand of your covenant, not beg. It's saying, this is mine. I will have it. Whatever you ask, make that demand of your covenant because he's paid for it already. It's yours. He will have what, um, when you pray, believe that you've received it and we've already received it because he's already done it before the foundation of the earth and you will have them. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We cannot function in this, in this kingdom of God and this is such a big key to the kingdom that we're part of. That we have to speak and we have to hear. And also it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance, material things. We can't get into that now. But I believe that if we could go at the speed of light and see in the spirit, we would see, I would see faith on you. I would see this. People say they can see an aura. I believe they can because they're seeing into the spirit and they see this aura, the substance of faith, the substance of hope, those things that we can't see in this natural world. Now, if I can, if I can um, adjure you for just a few minutes because I've got a, a very powerful testimony. Um, and is that all right with you, sir? Um, I want to tell you something that happened to me 22 years ago yesterday, 3rd of October. 22 years ago, we had a three-week-old boy, our youngest. That's why I know how long ago it was. I fell over with a brain hemorrhage. I was out. I was sent off to a hospital. But before that, we had been born again into a word-based church that pumped the word into us. Went to Bible school uh, for a whole year. And I was married, of course, had my child. And I fell down with this brain hemorrhage. And my wife, out of the abundance of her heart, said this. Steve shall not die but live and declare the words of the Lord. Jesus, you came to bring life and life more abundantly. He shall not die. 
That was her immediate reaction. And what happened in me? The word resonated in my brain and the healing began. What would I have done? Where would I be? Would I be declaring the works of the Lord today if she hadn't said that? I don't know. But thank God she did. Three months later, I was back at work. After a brain, and I I was cut open, and they cleaned it out. Three months later, I was back at work. I give glory to God for that, that I'm here today because of that. But it doesn't come by just being a Sunday church person. It comes by putting the Word of God in your heart so that you know what to say to resonate with God. Tamlin? Tamlin? Come and give your... Tamlin has also got a very powerful testimony. I'm sorry I've gone a little bit over. But this is really good. Uh, so, uh, it was about... Tila was very young. And um, my wonderful husband had lost hope. He had lost hope in the church. He had lost hope in the Bible. He didn't see what he read. And so the Bible became something that was gathering dust in our house. And I said to God, God, this is not who I married. This is not who I know who he is. And God opened my eyes to see how he sees Mark. He saw Mark with passion. He saw Mark loving the word of God. And he said, now I want you to speak this over his life. So I did. I spoke over his life every single opportunity. And trust me, I suddenly had a lot of opportunity to speak negative over him. People were asking me questions in the church. People were asking me what's going on with Mark. And all I said was this. Mark has a deep passion for God's word. He reads the Bible, even though the Bible is sitting, gathering dust. But let me tell you, it took two years of me constantly speaking the word over him, the word that God spoke over him, his intention for his life. And this is the result. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.